this Thursday. Go Michael Show. Good to have you. Good night last night down at the Root River Center. Boy, what a fun time down there. A little loud last night. Had a, had a group of guys that were in there throwing darts, and uh, they got there, we'll say, early enough to liquidate. And uh, that was a that was a rowdy group last night. Mike Clemens and I doing the program last evening, but it was a lot of fun. It, it was good. And uh, next week we are going to be at uh, New Berlin Ale House, so uh, New Berlin Ale House on Cleveland and Moreland Road uh, in the Waukesha area. So come on out uh, next week. It'll be uh, from six to eight. New Berlin Ale House. Don't forget we have our show coming up next Friday. We're going to be at the Distillery uh, in Grafton. That's brought to you by our friends at Bud Light. The Distillery in Grafton. We're going to have some Bud Light giveaway stuff. And on site that day, uh, we are giving, giving it away. So you can take it home with you. You can walk out the door with it. It is a 55-inch big screen TV. Giving that thing away that day. So looking forward to that as well. Um, some stuff to get to. I know that, um, you know, our buddy Bill Huber wrote a really good piece regarding Aaron Rodgers. And uh, I uh, I read a little bit of that. Uh, I was listening to some of the Brewers stuff from last night. Um, Marquette with a nice win last night down at the Pfizer. It was packed downtown. I stopped downtown after I got off the air last night. And uh, it was funny because I was sitting there, and um, I went over to Calderon Club, and uh, I was just going over to see my, my buddy Gino. And in walks Vin. I told you, every time you go to Calderon Club, there's somebody there. And Vin Baker walks in. We were sitting at the bar talking to him for a little bit. And uh, then watching a Marquette game, and the Admirals were playing last night. So downtown was, and there's a convention of teachers in town. So downtown was pretty hopping last evening. So hung out down there for a little bit. Uh, but Marquette, they continue to uh, continue to impress. They got a a win, number twenty Marquette, a win eighty three seventy five over number twenty two Providence. So uh, nice win for them. And that's where I, I'll tell you this: uh, throughout the season, uh, give give Marquette credit because uh, that's where. That's where uh, teams have gone to die, uh, ranked teams. So nice uh, nice job uh, protecting the home hardwood. Meanwhile, the Badgers the other night got a nice win, 63-60 over Penn State. And they're 12-5 and five, uh, and 2 on the season. So Or 12-5 and five on the season, 7-2 and two at home on the season. So nice job there. But uh, today, just a, a lot of reactive stuff. We got Andrew Brandt coming on the program today. Ben, am I correct on that? Andrew Brandt today, right? Yep, 1 o'clock. Okay, 1 o'clock. One o'clock central. Andrew Brandt's going to talk to us, and and the reason we're bringing Andrew in because obviously he was a guy that spent time in the front office uh, in Green Bay, so he kind of knows that mentality, albeit uh, a GM or two remu- removed. But the uh, the interesting thought is, and again, you know, you wake up this morning, and it's you know obviously NFL. Dak Prescott and Aaron Rodgers. Those are the three big headlines. And then you'll sprinkle in, you know, can Jalen Hurts play with the bad shoulder and can Brock Purdy survive his first real pressure-packed game and, you know, and, and all that kind of junk. Um, but it's 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 Rodgers and Dak Prescott and the Cowboys and stuff like that. Uh, but I was watching this morning, and um, I, I, I know kind of Bill Huber had the sentimentality of, you know, people are ripping Rodgers. And I rip Rodgers for talking about MVPs. Because I, it's I, you don't care about him anymore. You can bring him up, that's fine. But he talks about winning a championship, and yeah, I give him credit for it. But he talks about playing at this MVP level and the MVP caliber and what he can do, and you know. And I'm I'm thinking, okay, well, I I don't care. It's words anymore. I'm I, you know, and, and there were some people out there. I don't know if it was pointed at me or if it was pointed at others or whatever. But 
Um, that's great. And and that'd be great if he did, if he won an MVP, if he does it in conjunction with a championship. And he did talk about, you know, he didn't, uh, he wanted to come back with the best situation for him to, him, him to win. Um, so it was, and there's reaction from a lot of current and former players, more former because they don't have to face him, but a lot of reaction. Gronk had things to say about it. Uh, I was watching Damian Woody this morning, and uh, he had things to say about it. Uh, but a lot of reaction just saying, look, dude, you're owed a lot of money. The team committed to you. you got to commit to them. This is not a one-year deal. Nobody would sign this kind of a deal expecting a one-year deal. They've done everything you wanted to do. There's nothing to think about. If you feel you're physically ready to play and you can come back, then come back. Otherwise, you know, you walk away. But you can't put all these predications on it of if you keep my guys, if you think we can win a championship, if you're not going to rebuild. You can't make the team do something before you do. And uh, that's what Mike uh, Clemens and I were talking a little bit about last night. So, um, anyway, um, I, I just I think uh, – that the reaction is exactly what we talked about yesterday, that there's this fatigue of, oh, God, not here we go again. You know, we, we just, you know, and I, I think people love to listen, you know, because they're waiting. Packers fans everywhere are waiting, waiting for him to say, yeah, I'm coming back. I feel really good. I'm excited about the team. You want the positive. And I think that's what people are fatigued by. You You want nothing more than him to say, you know what, Last year wasn't a great year. I don't want to go out like that. I want to come back. I want a legitimate shot at winning. I think the team's going to do everything they can to put good pieces on the field. I'm ready to go. I'm mentally in. I think that's what people are hoping for. So, because uh, I, I had a guy come up to me last night. He said, well, you know, if, if everybody gets upset with Rodgers, then why listen? Because I said, that's the reason why you listen. Because that's what you're hoping for. I think that would be... An unbelievable a shot of adrenaline. It would be. It would ease the. It would still keep him in the headlines, but it would ease the the anxiety over this. I think. So, I I think that's that's what people are looking for. I really do. I think that's why people listen. That's what people are hoping for. So we'll talk more about the team. We'll talk more about the contract. All that coming up today. We'll talk a little. We'll start to preview a little bit as to what's coming up this weekend, because you got really good games this weekend. I mean, Ben, obviously you're going to be paying attention to the Eagles, and and that specifically. But overall, there's really good games this weekend. The rematch of Cincinnati and Buffalo, this time in Buffalo, the last time these two teams met, January 2nd, was when DeMar Hamlin collapsed. The Cinderella story that is the Jacksonville Jaguars, after being embarrassed by Urban Meyer last year, going into the Chiefs' den uh, down in uh, down at Arrowhead. And then, obviously, uh, the, the Cowboys and the 49ers, the Cinderella story that's Brock Purdy, uh, backed up by a really good offense. And can the Cowboys continue to, to play the way they did against Tom Brady and company? Because we know that team wasn't really a good team and good competition. So are, are the Cowboys for real or are they not? You know, and then there's the Giants. The Giants went into to Minnesota, two guy, two teams that we thought were kind of paper champions. And, 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 and the Giants got a win. And now a divisional rival comes in and faces Jalen Hurts, who's got a bum shoulder. Man, the storylines for this weekend are fantastic, aren't they? They are. They've kind of – it's been a perfect storm and all that. I mean, without Rodgers and without Brady, 
and without some of the older quarterbacks. Like this does feel, we talked with Kevin Harlan yesterday about it. It feels like somewhat of the continuing changing of the guard or even just new guys that are on the scene that we haven't seen on the stage yet in Purdy and Hertz and Daniel Jones and those guys. So yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited. Uh, And the end of the season stuff. I mean, Sunday could be an all time day when you just look at those two games. Yeah, those are fantastic. I mean, every one of them is really good and exciting in its own way. So uh, I'm hoping uh, the Jaguars uh, make it a game. You know, I'm just I I just if the Jaguars lose, I want to see them going down going. Wow. What a ride we had after the season we had with with Urban Meyer last year. What a ride we had. And the Chiefs, the Chiefs are the Chiefs. Uh, It's interesting because uh, that is part of the discussion was last night. Um, you know, you take away some of the weapons, Devontae Adams from Aaron Rodgers, and, you know, one of the biggest weapons from Aaron Rodgers, and you uh, you see what happened offensively this season. And then in the meantime, the Kansas City Chiefs lose Tariq Hill. They go out and get, you know, Marquez Valdez-Scantling, and they pick up Juju Smith-Schuster, and they still have Travis Kelsey, and they just make the thing go. And Patrick Mahomes, again, has thrown for over 5,250 yards, to be exact, 41 touchdowns, and... You know, don't get me wrong, it's not like MVS was an integral cog, but they just made it work. And so, you you know, you question, well, why can't it work there and not here? And I've said all along, I think part of it is because Travis Kelsey is just such a beast, and you have to have that in a tight end. So going back to Aaron Rodgers saying, you know, he loves Tanya and loves Mercedes Lewis, I still think you need an upgrade at the tight end position. You need that legitimate cat. If there's there's one out there, I think you got to get it. You know, I, I, I think you got to go get it. So I'd love to see the Packers be able to pick themselves up a, a legitimate pass catching. The the Kittle, uh, you know, you're not going to find these guys because there just aren't that many out there. But you, if you can track one down, man, have somebody develop into that would be fantastic. Uh, but, yeah, it's going to be going to be a fine weekend. I'm excited. And then the, the Brewers had a get-together last night. And uh, now my understanding is Mark Antanasio was not there, Ben? Correct. Yep. Okay. So he was not there last night. So I am, which I would have loved for him to be there because um, I I want somebody to ask him the question saying, look, you said money wasn't the object and Juan Soto would have been in play. And then it's very much money constraints this off season. So, what what realistically do you believe this team can be with the talent they have or don't have? And then Josh Hader gets a what a one one and a half million less in arbitration than what everybody thought he was going to get, and it still would have been affordable for the Brewers. And it, it just that doesn't make a ton of sense. So it's like that trade just keeps getting worse and worse and worse. So it's just it. it it's like, what direction is the team going right now? And you would love a legitimate answer to that. And I know Craig Council had some things to say last night, and I we're going to hear from Willie Adamas, but um, it's it's every because people you know we'll, we'll email or tweet or whatever and say, hey, uh, can we talk some Brewers? And I'm like, we can, but what is there to talk about? They haven't really done much. You can talk about hopes and dreams and who might play where, but you you kind of know what it is right now, barring some kind of a and, – and the Brewers are 
are very good at this about bringing guys in just before camp opens up. So it's not like um, they're done by any stretch of the imagination. They could still bring in one or two guys, but you know, you kind of, you kind of wonder what they're getting at this point. What are they going to bring in? Because there are some free agents out there that you could look at and go, ah, maybe, you know, might be helpful, but uh, a lot of the big dollar people are pretty much off the board. Um, but 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 if you were going to ask a question, Ben, what would your question be regarding the Brewers? To Adonazio or to counsel well, them Well, just there? in general. I mean, if we're going to sit here and talk Brewers, and I get it all the time, well, let's talk some Brewers. And I love, I, I love baseball. But my question is, what is there to talk about? I mean, unfortunately, the headline is not how great how good the team can be this season or what its long-term viability is. Right. The big question will be Yelich, and it always will be. But the big headline to come out of last night is Willie Adamas saying that he has not yet had contract extension talks after maybe some rumblings that they had started. So I think the unfortunate question is, are they going to trade all the good guys away this this season at the deadline? Could could they be heading towards that route? Well, yeah. So, <laughs> but but that's my point. Is the biggest news is that they have not gotten contract extension talks, or at least broken them off with Willie Adamas. That's it. I you know I mean I, I'm happy to sit down and talk a lot of Brewers baseball, but they lowballed Corbin Burns. They're not talking to Willie Adamas. They've got some young guys they're hoping make an impact. Wade Miley's coming back. Okay. I, I mean, I'm not I, – I, the, the, the boulder is not rolling fast downhill going, here we come, we're going to run through the NL Central like a steamroller. I mean, that that's not happening. The extent, I mean, if you if I had to say, you know, which is a very – lame ass question but it's the truth it's like what is your level of excitement for brewers baseball other than brewers base other than just going to a game and being part of the tailgate experience in summer and and so what is your excitement for brewers baseball and and that's where everybody looks at you and goes oh eh." you know somebody just said their hitters are meh that's that's kind of like the the feeling about the season right They got really good starting pitching, and everything they put around it is meh. Now, maybe they shock the world. Maybe some of the young guys come up and just, you know, really, really kind of lay into it and, you know, open our eyes and make us all believers. That's best-case scenario, and that's pretty much where where our hope is right now. But for the most part, it's like, meh, you know. 877-867-1670. 877-867-1670. Things are wide open today. A lot of stuff to get to. Things are wide open today. This portion of the program brought to you by our friends at Bud Light. They are the official beer sponsor of the Bill Michael Sports Talk Network. And in addition to that, uh, we are going to be, don't forget, next Wednesday night, we're going to be out at New Berlin Ale House on Cleveland in Moreland. So come on by and say hi. The uh, huddle t- uh, coming up on next Wednesday night. And then next Friday, next Friday, doing a show live at the Stillery in Grafton. Doors open up at 11. We're on the air from 11 to 2, local time, and uh, live out there. And we, somebody can walk away with a 55-inch big screen TV. They've got lunch specials, Bud Light specials. They're giving away all kinds of tchotchke stuff. Looking forward to it. That's all brought to you by our friends at Bud Light as well. More of the Bill Michael Show next.
Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. program. Hey, our friends, Kane and Kane Jewelers in West Bend reminding you they can rock your world. All you got to do is make a trip to West Bend, and it's worth it. It's worth it, you know. Uh, you've got Valentine's Day right around the corner, right? And it may not be the ring that you're uh, going to buy, but it could be something else. And uh, don't forget to check out the Buy Like a Guy podcast. Buy Like a Guy podcast. And uh, Andy Kane does it, and it is it's really good. It's really good. Very sensible. But he goes off on all kinds of different topics. It's it's a lot of fun. So check it out. Everybody's in a podcast. They go to Buy Like a Guy podcast and see for yourself. And uh, don't forget, uh, they are in West Bend. Go to Kane, K-O-E-H-N, KaneJewelry.com. That's KaneJewelry.com to see even more. Good stuff there from our friends at Kane and Kane Jewelers. Uh, I do want to go back to the Bill Huber article. And... Um, he had talked, the, the title of it is Aaron Rodgers Brings the Stupid Out of People. Uh, does Aaron Rodgers only care about MVPs? That's what some of you think uh, if you only paid attention to the clickbait. Um, I I don't, um, I let me say this. I think Rodgers wants a championship. That goes without saying. That goes without saying. My argument the other day was that's great if he feels he can play at an MVP level, but I don't care when it comes to winning an MVP. And that's my point. It doesn't matter. All you want to know is can this team and and, and don't forget, let me let me back up here, here for a second. Brett Favre doesn't win a championship without Reggie White and that defense. Aaron Rodgers doesn't win a championship without Charles Woodson and that defense and the pieces that were around him. And then you've got to step back and ask yourself, do you have that now? And if you say, yeah, you got to say unequivocally, no, you're fooling yourself. You're fooling yourself. They don't have that kind of personnel right now. You know, could uh, the wide receivers develop into that? Yeah. I mean, they'd have to really be on a fast track, but yeah. You've got a pretty good offensive line. Although the concerns of, you know, the Giants, the Jets, those teams, um, the Eagles, those defenses, that concerns me because they got handled. I mean, they flat out got handled. Even the Lions at the end of the season handled them. They had pressure all over Rodgers. So it concerned me. It's not like when you had Chad Clifton, Brian Balaga, and everybody in between. You know? When you want when when they won a Super Bowl. Um so you gotta have a defense. So for as much as we we sit here and we talk about you know, what Aaron Rodgers can do, it, it's, you know, which is the most concerning thing that they kept Joe Barry. The defense started to play well, but come on, let's be realistic, man. You got to have a really good defense. You just do. 
So, you know, Aaron Rodgers could come in and win an MVP. That'd be great. But I does it matter? You know, does does it does it matter? Because if Rodgers comes in and wins another MVP, but the defense falters again, I mean, look at it this way. You've got right now the defenses. The Giants are the lowest-ranked defense, and their defense is not good. They're ranked, 20, they're ranked 22nd in the league. San Francisco's number one, postseason. Philadelphia's number two, postseason. Buffalo, number six, postseason. Tampa Bay, for as bad as their offense was, their defense was good. You got Baltimore. They were there. They just got beat. Kansas City, they were there, just got beat. I mean, Cincinnati, other than that, is the lowest-rated defense. And they're 15th. Packers were 16th overall, giving them 20.8 points per game. And in the points per game uh, column and category, San Francisco's number one, Buffalo's number two, Baltimore's number three postseason, Dallas number five, Bengals number six, Philadelphia number eight. See what I'm saying? Tampa Bay's up there. Kansas City's up there. The Giants were right behind the Packers. The teams that... The teams that we look at, we go, okay, that team's got a legitimate shot at winning. They have a solid offense and a solid defense. So Aaron Rodgers can come back and and maybe win another MVP. But I just, I don't know if defensively they're good enough to win. Not, Not the way they played for the first three quarters of the season, right? I agree this offense needs to help the defense. I agree that this offense needs to score more points, needs to be better and more efficient in the red zone. You know, all of that, you're 100% correct. Quarterback didn't look good, the broken thumb, the, the banged-up knee, all of that. Okay, I understand that. But I, you know, it's the one thing we ignore and we, we don't talk about nearly enough, and that is the defense has got to be better. And that's why when Matt LaFleur stood up there and said he didn't you know, foresee any changes, specifically defensively speaking, when everybody was asking him about you know, Joe Barry, you're kind of like, what? The defense regressed. You got better players and it got worse. Something's not right there, you know? 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670. If you want to find us, please feel free to go ahead and do so. Let's go to Ron listening to us in De Pere. Ron, how you doing today, man? What's going on? All right. Yourself, Bill? I'm doing great today, man. What you thinking? So well, I'm thinking, you know, since we both know that LaFleur didn't want to fire Barry, what if Goody would say, either you fire Barry or you go down with the ship and say that's one way to get rid of him since neither one of us are a huge fan of LaFleur? Um, that would be, I mean, that could happen. Um, Mark Murphy would have to sign off on it, but, yeah, that could happen. And the, 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 you run the risk of having an animosity within your within your own organization. But, uh, yeah, I mean, they, they put it this way. They have the power. Goody has the power, and Mark Murphy has the power to say, this is what we're going to do, and you have no say in this. But they're trying to give well, Matt, Matt, Matt LaFleur the benefit of the doubt here. And another question, since I know we both figure Rodgers will come back, what would you do with Jordan Love then? Um, I, if I don't have to do anything, I wouldn't do it, only for the fact that I'm looking at, you know, now if somebody offered me a bag of, 
uh, ones and twos for him, I mean, he I'd be trading him. But well, I don't yeah. have to do anything. Re- I mean, I wouldn't re- have to realistically, do anything. Realistically, we, you know, we got a first-round pick plus a fourth-round pick, you know, and we drafted him. It, right. An interesting thought. If a team like the Jets called and would be interested in, in trade for Zach Wilson, would you consider doing it? Um, Not for Zach Wilson. Mike White, I would, but not for Zach Wilson. Not Zach. You don't think he could sit behind Rodgers and learn? Um, not after what I saw of him. I mean, I know he got humbled really quick because of his attitude and what he said and how he wouldn't take responsibility. But, uh, I, I just, I, I didn't like the way he played. He's, he's kind of more of a whiner and God knows you don't need any more of those, but I, but I, yeah. I would put it this way. Mike white would not be the only thing I would take in that trade. It would have to be other, other draft choices and such. I, you would want to get a backup quarterback out of it. Cause you need somebody just in case God forbid Rogers goes down. That's why I thought, well, even with Zach Wilson, even though I know he ain't great, but at least he has experience. Yeah. And, and yeah well, Mike White played well until overall. he got fo- – Yeah, Mike Mike White got – you know, he played well until he got folded up uh, in Buffalo. Then he then he ended up going down and really never recovered after that. So, uh, But I, I'd probably take Mike White and a bunch of draft choices. As such as that you mentioned, Mark Murphy, what do you think of him? I think Mark has done the best he can, and I think that he really, really, really wants another Super Bowl before he uh, before he retires. Uh, and and people get on Mark for certain things, and they want him involved in football stuff, and then they don't want him involved in football stuff. And you don't want him in the war room, but you want him all over coaches. You don't want him making personnel decisions, but you want him all over you know situations. And it's like, look, he's either a football guy or he's a business guy, and he's done a great job with the business uh, up there in Green Bay. So, I mean, the, the advice that Bob Harlan gave him when he, le- he left was, let your football people do the football things you worry about, the business and the money. And all Mark does is kind of listen. Um, so I think Mark really wants a Super Bowl with Rodgers before they both kind of ride off into the sunset. Okay. I, I question that a little bit if he does. Because I, I relate it back to Mark Murphy. His thing is the title town district. And you know, right. that's his baby that he built up. And if we go back to the 70s, you know, their people aren't going to flock to see that as much. Where it's like the Brewers, you know, if they lose, they'll never sell out games. The Packers will always sell out games. But, right. you know, if, we don't, if we're not good, are we good people going to come from all over the world to see Titletown District like they do now, which will be a financial hit to the Packers? Well, but they do have other things in there than things to see. I mean, that, that pays money, pays rent to the Green Bay Packers, and they have to have it to make revenue. It's like Jerry, because that's revenue the Packers don't have to give to the NFL. That's not revenue share money. That's their own money. They have to have that. That's that's the part of the business that Mark Murphy has built up and done such an incredibly good job at. So they don't they don't have to have they don't have to share that money with the NFL. I appreciate the phone call. I got to run, uh, but I want to go back to that because that's I don't think people realize that. There's a business side to this that you have to understand. Let's do this. We'll step away. We'll take a quick break. We'll come back. More of the Bill Michael Show coming up next. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Bill 
Michael Show continues on air. Hey, friends at Cunis RV, they are Wisconsin's fastest growing RV dealer. They are your travel and camping experts. And if you're in the market for a motorhome, a fifth wheel, a camper van, maybe even a travel trailer, they have got you covered. All the great brands, Gulfstream, Forest River, Nexus, Thor, Heartland, Crossroads, they've got it all. And so much more, by the way. I mean, I'm just giving you a few. But they have dealerships that they not only continue to expand, but then they enhance the dealerships when they when they get them. And they're all over the state of Wisconsin. I mean, they're unmistakable now. They keep putting up new facades, new buildings, redoing the buildings, putting up new signage, expanding the lots, uh, making it a larger and larger inventory. Check out our friends at Cunis RV. Go to K-U-N-E-S. Find the one nearest you. K-U-N-E. And now's the time to buy. K-U-N-E-S-R-V.com. Now's the time to buy. Because this is when you want to get the good deal going into the, you know, if you're thinking about summer, now's the time to get the deal. Because the 2022s need to move, 2023s are coming in, they're new, and they're uh, willing to deal on everything. So uh, check out our friends at Cunis, K-U-N-E-S, CunisRV.com. That is CunisRV.com. So I- I'm sitting here going through a lot of the stuff that's coming in, whether it's uh, emails and over on the Bud Light live stream and stuff. Um, so uh, with, with tons of opinion on all of this stuff from uh, about, you know, Rogers and good. So some good brewers questions in there too. We'll get to, but when you, when you go to the, the Rogers side of things and you know, there, there's some that believe he can play. He needs some pieces around him. Others believe that he can play, but he's never going to elevate the team. Others believe that he's washed up and done. That's the kind of polarizing polarization maybe is the better word that's going on um but i you know i read a lot of this stuff and i just find it interesting because i i've okay let me let me kind of back up here rogers can play i believe he can play has his skills diminished i don't know if his overall skills but i know that this past season he looks slower he just physically looks slower you know it's kind of like when you look at and I've said all along with, like, Aaron Jones. When Aaron Jones is at his best, he's got a kick. He's got a gear on film that you can see, and it's just there. And you can't quantify it. You can maybe give it a split second, but you, you just can see it. It's it's to the eye. You can see it. The eyeball test will tell you. Rodgers this year looked a little slower. So it was... Uh, Maybe that was part of the, the, the downfall. Maybe holding on to the ball a little bit too long was part of the downfall. Maybe, you know, the inexperience of the young rookies. Maybe the fact that, you know, you lost Randall Cobb for numerous games. You I mean, all of that plays into it. You know, I, I understand that. It's not just Rodgers. The question is this, okay? And, again, I go back to what I'm going to say from this year going into next year. I don't care about the regular season. You know, the regular season is the buildup for the postseason. you got to get to the postseason. You know, now all of this we analyze, but I, I don't care about individual awards. I don't care about Pro Bowls. I don't care about MVPs. I don't care. This is all about honing your skills and honing your team throughout the season to get to the postseason and winning big games when you need to. And big games over the last few years have ended in ugly fashion at Lambeau Field. That's concerning. That's three That's three years' worth of stackable statistical proof to say, look, do we, does he give you the best chance to win? Yes. Is there enough there? Because I'm not going to lay it all at the feet of Aaron Rodgers. 
Not going to do that. And I don't know what happens behind closed doors. I don't know what guys feel. I don't know if some guys are like, oh, God, here we go again in the locker room, not knowing who they're playing with. Or they feel like Rodgers has the ear of management. Therefore, if they're not his buddy, he could say, I don't like that guy, and they get rid of you. You know, I mean, I, I don't know if that's divisive. That's been brought up. That when, you know, he says uh, about Amari Rodgers, yeah, he's a, he's, a, he's a punt returner. You know, like that really resonated a little bit in that locker room. Like, whoa, that guy's doesn't even like Amari Rodgers. And sure enough, now Amari Rodgers obviously was dropping a football. But he's then cut. He's cut loose. You know, and some guys are like, you know, Aaron didn't really give him a chance. So, I mean, I don't know. I, 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 don't, I don't know what that dynamic is. And you're never going to know until guys leave. Uh, they, they tell you off record, behind closed doors, whatever. But I know one thing. Rodgers can still play. They need certain positions fulfilled. And the, the quote when he talked about all the different guys and, well, we'll see what they do, is that a, a that that's when you get into the is that a veiled threat that if you don't bring these guys back if they want to come back then I'm not coming back that that's the only thing because a couple of those positions you need to upgrade you need better wide receiving do I would would I mind seeing Randall Cobb back not really because Randall Cobb knows it he can help young guys and he can help new guys he knows it but your tight end position, I'm wide open there. I'm wide open there. It, they, they don't utilize it nearly enough. And the only time it seems to be prevalent is in the blocking when your tackle isn't getting the job done or Bakhtiari was down or Yash Nyman was underperforming over at the right tackle position. And that's when suddenly tight end help really became prevalent because you needed a blocking tight end to kind of help chip block. But they never really threw to the tight end on a consistent basis. It wasn't like he was integral to the offense. I I believe you need more beef up front defensively. I believe you need another wide receiver, a veteran, and a tight end. And then in the draft, you can always find yourself another lineman or two offensively. But that that's that's where I start and that's where I end. You got beat on both sides of the football in the trenches consistently this season. If you don't fix that, nothing else matters. So that's that's while Rodgers is over here, my main concern personnel wise is all over here. Correct me if I'm I mean, if you feel differently, let me know. 877-867-1670. 877-867-1670. I'd love to hear from you. 877-867-1670. Watcher says, I don't believe 12 gives you the best chance to win on this team anymore. He's become toxic. Uh, complicated fella. Rodgers can still play. His lack of mobility is a signal to change his game a little bit. The problem is Aaron seems like he still wants to win his style. Um, Pack fan says, I think Wyatt next to Clark on a regular basis. Uh, it's going to be huge next year. I Boy, I tell you what, Devontae Wyatt looked good, didn't he? When he finally got his full opportunity, then you bring obviously Rashawn Gary back, uh, and you hope that you know. And remember, the one thing I will say this: I'm not expecting much out of Rashawn Gary. It's always the year after you come back from an ACL. It's not the year you come back; 
It's the year after is when you really kind of get back to form. So as much as I want to say, oh, here comes Rashawn Gary, I'm not expecting much. And it's not a knock on Rashawn Gary. It's just, it's, it's just the truth. You don't feel fully strong and have that full mobility and such until a, a year after you finally work through that. And a lot of guys will tell you that. So I, I, that, that's, that's, uh, I'm not expecting a lot there. I thought Kingsley Angambari did a pretty good job too, but if you can find another outside backer, I wouldn't mind that and get a rotation of guys. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. I'd do that in a heartbeat. Um, uh, James says the problem with the defense is 100% on seven. That guy plays like a joke. No, he doesn't, James. Come on, man. Quay Walker had a hell of a season. He was one of your leading tacklers. Now, when it comes to getting off on run blocks, I agree with you. But he was even good in coverage. I think for the first, I mean, it takes a while. It takes a while. So I know he had a pretty good season. I expect a lot more out of Quay Walker this year. I agree with you, but he wasn't a joke. He was uh, a lot of what they built him to be originally, of what they thought he would be. 877-867-1670. Rick says Rodgers didn't even throw to Tanya. The only thing we know about Tanya is he can block. He can't block where the crap. They they didn't throw to him much. And I thought for sure Tanya would be – uh, especially in the red zone, I thought he would be more of a factor. And it was just amazing because the red zone offense, specifically down the stretch, it just seemed dysfunctional, didn't it? There was no rhyme or reason to it. And I I, I still, I, I'll lay that at the feet of Matt LaFleur. There was not a lot of original play calling. It just didn't look like it. It, was, it looked like three, four wides, one running back, shotgun, and not a lot of anything. You know, not a lot of anything. Good point, though, Pac fan. Tanyan also was coming back off of the ACL. But I just didn't think they utilized the tight end. I don't think they looked at it. And there were times that Tanya was wide open. He was wide open. And they just, just, just didn't go to him. 877-867-1670. 877-867-1670. When we come back, I'll get to John. I'll get to Bob. I'll get to Cast of Thousands on hold. Stay tuned. This portion of the program brought to you by our friends at New Mail Medical, treating guys with ED all over the state of Wisconsin, beyond the borders. And they have this all-in-one weight loss pack. And I'm, I'm excited to get it. Uh, I'm waiting for it to arrive. I'm excited to get it because they say this thing is the real deal. Now, the other program was great. And you know that because I lost a ton of weight on it. Uh, but I want to do some maintenance. I'd like to lose about 20. Uh, but, yeah, the uh, the new new mail, it's kind of like weight loss in a box, they call it. And it's easy, and it just melts off. So I'm, I'm really excited about this, and then I can fill you in. But between the ED, which is 98% success rate, the low T, they can help you out with just stop in and get your numbers checked if you're over the age of 30. Now the weight loss program, supplements and such, get your energy back, all that stuff. They can do it at new mail. But you can't do anything if you don't call. 414-455-4451, 414-455-4451. More of the Bill Michael Show next. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Now, 
Here's Mike Clemens. The Packers defensive backs coach, Jerry Gray, is reportedly on the list of candidates for defensive coordinator of the Atlanta Falcons. Head coach Arthur Smith and Gray work together at the Tennessee Titans. The Falcons also intend to interview Vic Fangio, who currently has been a defensive consultant for the Eagles. Aaron Rodgers said on the McAfee show he still thinks he could win another MVP award. Do I still think I can play? Of course. Of course. Can I play at a high level? Yeah. The highest. I think I can win MVP again. The right situation. Right situation? Is that Green Bay or is that somewhere else? I'm not sure. Former tight end and four-time Super Bowl winner Rob Gronkowski had this to say on Up and Adams. I'm totally fine with everything he said except one major part. That's the MVP again. It's just that I, I think I could win another Super Bowl. Like, bro, like, why are you thinking MVP? Like, don't you want Super Bowls? Like, Super Bowls are, are five times greater than, a, than an MVP award. Divisional playoffs this weekend. The 49ers host the Dallas Cowboys. 5.30 Sunday night. 49ers quarterback Brock Purdy on being a three and a half point favorite over Dallas. You know, we look at it as a challenge, but we're also excited because it's like, man, if we do play to our full potential, it's like, what else can we do? So, those are the kind of things that we ask ourselves every day and we're excited about, but I'm excited moving forward for you know being on a win streak. How has Purdy gone from the last player selected in the draft to 6-0 and so far as a rookie quarterback? Linebacker Dre Greenlaw. When all is stacked against him, you know, you missed their irrelevant, everything that's, you know, and to come out and still be who you are and, and, and play football the way that he plays, man. It's just, uh, it's just a testament to him. As 49ers linebacker Dre Greenlaw, I'm Mike Clemens on the Bill Michaels Show. Coming up last hour of the program today, we're going to be talking with uh, Andrew Brandt, kind of the capologist, business of sports guy, and uh, he's going to give us a lowdown on uh, on Rogers' contract and the ramifications it could possibly have. Um, you know, which we're pretty familiar with, but maybe what's next for the team and how you want to go about handling something like this again. So we'll get into that discussion, and you know, kind of there's some other situations that are out there. Lamar Jackson is sitting out there as well and some other quarterbacks that need to be locked up. So, uh, you know, Joe Burrow is coming up on big contract. Him and Jamar Chase, as a matter of fact, coming up on big contracts. We'll get into all that discussion when we come back uh, in the final hour of the program. So uh, no, uh, no problem there. This one's from Anthony who says, I think you hit the nail on the head, Bill. We are all waiting for Aaron Rodgers to say we are committed and coming back. Uh, and when he finally does, then Packer Nation will rejoice because we want him back. We're just tired of the waffling back and forth. Uh, he said, Rogers is putting us through the same thing Favre used to. And that's kind of, that's what I was uh, intimating at a little while ago. Was I think that's what a lot of people are, that's why we listen, right? That's why we listen. So let's do this. Uh, we'll step away. We'll take a quick break. We'll come back. And we'll jump back into it. John, Bob, and a cast of thousands all on hold. I promise you'll be first out of the shoot. We got uh, two minutes. Hang in there for two minutes. We'll be back in two minutes. Stay tuned. More of the Bill Michael Show coming up next. The Bill Michael Show Podcast. Listen, rate, subscribe.